Hi, besties, and welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens, a show where we talk about all things drag, because we're semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juicebox. And I'm Cynthia Kiss. And welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. And today's episode is anything but semi-qualified. We have, I think, the most qualified queen in all of Canada. I was, like, a little nervous leading up to this interview. I was like, are we going to do this? Well, yeah, because literally, y'all, today on the show, we have Brooklyn Heights. And the only way I know her is because she judged me on Canada's Drag Race. So it's PTSD, like, flaring. You have a history with her. I do. I ha- I know. I knew humble beginnings, Brooklyn. I knew Brooklyn when she was a black eyeliner everywhere, too many eyelashes, and and a hard front wig on her head. Hard. You know, so hard front. So I um. So for me, it's more like just talking to an old pal. Yeah. Uh, and I don't and I don't associate the the bad times of me on the show with Brooklyn. So for me, it's just like I'm I'm more so really excited. Oh, it's so great! The conversation was so fun. We cover the pressure of social media, uh, Brooklyn's Reitman's collab, and everything in between. This is a really fun sit down chit chat with our girl Brooke. Without further ado, here we go with Miss Brooklyn Heights. All right, so now we have Brooklyn Heights with us. Hi, Brooklyn. Hi, ladies. Hello. Okay, can I just say there is nothing semi-qualified about today's episode. Like, (laughs) to have Brooklyn Heights on the podcast is very qualified in my eyes. Thank you for being here. She's the most qualified queen I think you could get. (laughs) I feel very very qualified. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I love doing podcasts. You know, life just works in mysterious ways. Here we are on the pod together. You know? Here we are. Here we are from the main <laughs> stage to the pod. <laughs> just three Seriously. blonde women sitting with microphones. You That's know, all. Casual. <laughs> you are like the Courtney Act of Canada, Brooklyn. Like, you <laughs> paved that. the way for Canadians. How did it feel being on season 11? Like going back a bit. How did that feel knowing you were paving the way? Oh my God, it was so stressful stressful i mean as you both know the competition is very very stressful and it asks a lot of you and i'm someone who loves to prepare and i love to know what's going on and i like to have a plan and you really can't have a plan on that show besides the looks you bring with you every day you walk into the workroom and you have no idea what's being thrown at you that day and what curveballs and what's going to happen so um it was really fun but like when i was there i was just like a big ball of stress I like lived at craft services and would just like eat my feelings and then chain smoke outside. <laughs> but it was, it was an amazing opportunity. I mean, it changed my life completely. It changed everything. Um, and it was really cool to be able to like represent my country. That was pretty fun. And I feel like your journey, like tying it back to Courtney, like you had to work so much harder to legally get on the show from the logistics of just like work visas. Yeah. I just, I had known of you doing the hustle, moving to the States, working your way through the pageant scene. Like, I feel like it's it's just a, it was a long road. Thank you. Yeah. Work visas and then a green card, like, because you actually need a green card to be able to audition for the show, like to be a resident of the States. So I got my, I got my work visa and then I got like a three-year work visa when I moved down to Nashville. And the minute I got approved for my work visa, I started working on my green card. 
And it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a fucking lot. And it's a lot of money. And, but it was all worth it in the end. Work on your green card and then you got to work on your audition tape. There are a lot of steps here, people. There are many, <laughs> many steps. Yeah. And it, and then like I auditioned for, I, and I had my green card and I auditioned for season 10 and I got, um, I think I got like background check or something like that. But then because it, they had to do it in Canada because I was a foreigner. It took longer. So they took me out of the cast for season 10. But then I didn't, they didn't tell me that, of course. So I just thought like, oh, yes. they hate me. <laughs> and then I, uh, I got on season 11. So that was great. Yeah. And I was so relieved. <laughs> I was like, I never have to do that audition video again. Oh God. It's so exhausting. It's a lot of work. And I'm, I'm in the process right now of applying for my work visa and it is so much work so it makes me respect you even more because mm-hmm. my god i am exhausted even like trying to find everything and getting people to yeah. sign things it's crazy it's a lot it, it is absolutely a lot that is one of those things that i i had a little bit of like savings and i definitely threw money at the problem i hired a lawyer and i was like i do it. this needs to be done correctly so i'm gonna hire somebody to do it correctly <laughs> because i can't yeah. i will mess this up if i do it myself are you doing it all yourself juice Kind of. He's doing the 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 big stuff, and I'm getting like the the little things together. The so little I'm, stuff. The yeah, I'm getting the widow pills. I'm getting like all the things that he needs to do, and I'm gonna give it to him, and he's gonna make it pretty. Oh yeah. Um, That's kind yeah, of what I did. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna and throw a bunch of money at him and hope it sticks. Yeah, completely. I feel that. So, Brooke, your style evolution, it's been wild. You've got such incredible, beautiful looks, but I remember some humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah, personally. you knew me way back, way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the Cruise and Tango's days. So describe your sort of style evolution to us. How did that go about? Well, I, I think in the beginning there wasn't any style. <laughs> was there? I mean, back in the Toronto days, you just, it was kind of survival of the fittest really like you just yeah. found an outfit threw it on and went on stage and did six numbers and you didn't really care what you look like no four-way stretch everything exactly four-way stretch everything <laughs> absolutely everything but yeah like there wasn't like costuming wasn't the number one priority in toronto and i i still don't know if it is the number one priority in toronto i feel it's not, it's not yeah i feel it's very much about the performance which is great um but yeah, the the kind of styling aspect came later. And I was a new queen and I very much like took from my drag mother Fahrenheit, like I, and all like she would just give me little tips and tricks and I would see what other people were doing. I remember uh <laughs> I remember Nikki Chin went through this phase where she would take like a ponytail and then she would like unelastic it. And so it was like basically kind of like a mohawk, like it was like a, a rectangle of hair and then she would like tease it and then she would spray adhesive it into like these like pe- like shapes. It was very cool. Th- that video I did with you, the Nancy video, that music Oh video. yes, it's gone. It's in, it's in, you can never watch it ever again. Oh darn but... it. Well, <laughs> I, that, that, that day I was wearing one of those things. So you just kind of like, you. Uh, it's all about, I think when you're new in drag, it's all about like trying different things and finding your own way. And that's kind of what I tried to do. Um, I definitely looked like a raccoon for the first couple of years I was in drag. I wore a lot. I miss her. She was fun. I, she was fun. I wore all the eyeliner, <laughs> about, I think, three pairs of stacked lashes and then a pair on the bottom. Um, yeah, it was a journey. But then, and then it was, I did the pageants and stuff, but then it was kind of honestly the same when I moved down to Nashville when I was working at play. Because again, I was doing like six numbers a night. They weren't back to back, but I had to have six different costumes. And like, 
you, I got to put together looks a little bit more, but I still had to perform in them. And everyone knew me as the dancer on cast. So I always had to be able to move and be comfortable. And it wasn't really until I got on Drag Race. That was the first time I was able to like put together just looks yeah. that were to be seen and not hopefully not have to perform in. <laughs> this is the tea. <laughs> That's the tea. Um, yeah. And then, and then drag race and then drag race canada happened and i was able to really put together looks that i knew i wasn't gonna have to perform in. yes <laughs> and that's oh where God. i got more fun and then i i started working with a great team um i work with uh starker's corsetry in toronto she's amazing so we good. love her and she's, she's the so sweetest good. lady and then i work with uh thomas ogden art to fashion down in la and he's like my go-to bitch i love how they do the bts how they create those gowns it is like a team of people it is couture like it is incredible it's incredible and he's just he's so wonderful and he's so professional and on time and will work within my budget and is most of all excited to do it he loves what he does how many months out are you working for some of those looks though do you give it like a couple months are you like i've got i i try to i like i push them like i'm like I, I need at least two months, at least two months yeah. to, to get everything together. But honestly, like the minute I stop one thing, like I already have a folder on my phone full of inspiration for the next one. Are you in the creative process of that then? So you collaborate on all of the looks for each of the I, runway? I, yes, I am completely involved. Wow. I'm not really involved as much with the boy stuff I wear in like the workroom because I don't, whatever. Sometimes you'd come in. I was like, that was a poll. That was a little poll look for the boy. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, there's no, I don't have time for the boy looks like whatever, just put me in something that's fine you look cute though you look yeah time. i thank you but yeah the girl looks are like head to toe i am involved in the process like i'm a control co- complete control freak with my drag like i i can't just give it to somebody else and be like yeah whatever like so if some people can do that amazing i cannot do that i have to know what's happening brooke are you a virgo i need to know i'm a pisces you? you're a pisces i'm a pisces no i love that that makes sense too though very emotional yeah, but the, it's the organization. It's the emotional connection to your fashion. Like, you describing how you still lead the design for these yeah. looks. Like, that's you caring. And I think that's so cool. From shoes mm-hmm. to nails to jewelry to hair to every, everything. That's that's a heights thing, too. Head to toe. Yeah. Like, it has to be everything. Like, I remember one time, uh, Farah, your mother, I was talking about my look. And she ha- explained that I had to have every last detail of my look down to like the rhinestones on the shoe perfect so i that i think those are some family values coming through too family values that's right i mean we we really uh yeah that's something she taught me and that's like an old pageant thing like everything just has to match and go together and all that stuff um and it's fun but it's also i'm not gonna lie it's super exhausting like it takes up so much time and there's just always so much to do and you're running around and it's just shipping things and everything and like and isn't it wild when you've done the look you've worn the look and that's it it's almost like it's done like you've worn it and it's like do you repeat it well yeah i mean i'm going to i'm going to like i'm i i repeat them on the road and stuff like i kind of take those costumes as like tour costumes it's kind of like being on drag race like the, the kids want to see you wear what you wore on tv you know so i love that so i just kind of wear those i uh, tragedy did strike recently though what happened what oh so sad um so i went to south africa and i brought my neon diana gown from season two yeah oh so i performed in it twice i did the first i did it uh, i performed at johannesburg and then we went to cape town and it travels in this little plastic box because it's so heavy and you can't hang it up and 
I had never worn anything that had been grommeted before that had like metal on it. And my, the second show in Cape town, like I did my number and it was really hot and I sweat a little bit. I put it in the box. I got back to LA. I opened the box up two days ago to, to take it out. Cause I was going to bring it to Brazil with me next week. It had rusted. All of the grommets had rusted. It's, you can't even get it fixed? No, I, I washed it with OxyClean. I tried to dye it black twice. Yeah, Is that one. That one. It's gone. <gasps> no. Yeah. I, I really tried, though. I, I, I used I Dye Poly because it's like a, a polyester kind of thing. I dye. I dye. And it <laughs> turned like, like, a, like kind of an emerald green, which I didn't hate, but it was really patchy for some reason. Mm. Um, that's, and then that's I tried insane. dyeing it again and the dye didn't even just take the second time. So I was like, okay, so I, I literally ripped all the stones off of it. Oh, I know. So at least I got to, at least I got to wear it like a couple times. So that was good. Yeah. And it's a forever immortalized on TV. I know. That was one of my favorites. That was like one of my favorites from that season. And your mug this whole season. Thank you. Sitting. Victor turned me out. Victor and Kirsten. Yeah, they were incredible. I mean... Thank God for my new face, because they just really fucking <laughs> went to town. They celebrated those angles, Mama. Do you do a face tape? Do you mind me asking? Do you yeah, do a face no, tape? I face tape my I face tape right here and here. Oh my God! Yeah, does that give you a headache? No, it doesn't give it doesn't give me a headache. Um, I don't even notice them. It, sometimes it's a little annoying. I use the I think they're called Mark. It's Mark Trainer Shape Tapes. I think is what they're called. Um, you get them at Alcone and you can get them at that place, that makeup store in downtown Toronto. I, can't, I forget what it's called. Juice, you know, the one. Malabars. Used- Malabars. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can get them there too, but they're great. Um, and they, I find they slide the least, but they always slide a little bit, especially when you're in makeup for like 12 hours. Um, yeah. But Kirsten was really great with my hair. You probably noticed that I, I had many, many baby hairs this season. And that was you really, that was, that was in part to cover the tapes and like cover <laughs> the wig the wig line i love baby hairs and they're cute it's like it it looks more real like we have little breakage and stuff exactly i'm just a real girl i have so many baby hairs yeah (laughs) (laughs) now brooklyn are you going to finally admit that i was right and chunky heel shoes are fun flirty and fresh listen (sighs) no (laughs) you're you're wrong Every, I am every, not wrong. They are to, trending so reach, hard. I wanted to read. I'm sure they are, but I wanted to reach across that desk every week and just throttle you because I was like, you were like a tall, lithe little supermodel. You're so petite and you're so long and lean. And then you would have these fucking Clydesdale clompity clomp clomps. It was like so unfortunate. The stacking of the runways. I was like, I have worn all of my chunky shoes. I had like one more pair. And I was like, yeah, at this point, that's all Brooklyn's seen me in. But you got to admit, they're trending pretty hard. Like for Sure. Once in a while, yeah. And if it goes with the look. But like when you came out of the finale and you had those like gorgeous stilettos on. And I was like, there, look at her face. There we go. It's like having like weights on your feet. It's just clompity right. clomp clomp. Every, and every Did week I say to Brad, I was like, I swear to God, I want to, I just want to throw, like, I want to <laughs> give her a pair of my shoes. 
Did you have them on with your ugly, not ugly look that you got eliminated in? She sure did. Yeah, no, it was a chunky shoe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God, Cynthia, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. That's really oh disappointing. My God. Her yeah. ugly look, which was the prettiest look she wore. <laughs> the prettiest thing I ever wore. I tell you, I'm like, am I dyslexic? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Something, Something's undiagnosed, it I tell you. so funny. But I, I, I never got a, I don't think I ever thanked you, Cynthia. When Cynthia got eliminated, uh, the next day I came in and she had wrote, written me a lovely little note. And had one oh, of the nice. had one of the the handlers like uh, deliver it to me, which I thought was so of sweet. Course, yeah, of no, that course. was so sweet. No one has ever done that before, and I thought that was really nice. Oh, mine! I wrote a death threat, but they told me I couldn't give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna keep this. Yeah, um, hold on. I have to about this, twenty of those. I have twenty written death threats. Years, so, <laughs> Brooke, what would you say to you starting out, like baby Brooke? If oh, you God. could go to her and be with your brand new face, she wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> and you would say, hello, this is your woman, the woman of the future. I'm going to, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to know. Um, Jeez. Definitely like be patient, like continue what you're doing. Cause you're definitely on the right path. Be patient. Stop wearing so much eyeliner and so many eyelashes. I mean, part of me wants to go back and be and like just tell them everything I know now, so then they they can be perfect in the beginning. But it's also like kind of fun to like have those those busted roots and like kind of grow from that. But I think yeah, just um, I would I would just say be patient and um, everything's gonna come to you that you want. Just work hard and be professional and. I agree. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Like if you're going to change one thing, would you end up here and now, you know, it's too scary to think about changing one little thing. It is. I agree. Like, I just kind of like, like there, there's obviously little things in my past I would change for sure. The lace front eyebrows. Oh yeah. That one. You could just peel them off and say, you know what? You're good enough to do a nice ombre. Oh my God. I don't know what it was. It I blame Plastique Tiara because she did them, and I was like, "Well, she looks so good in them. I'm gonna also look incredible in them." I knew uh, it. We did a show together, and you, I was like, "Brooke, are those lace fronts?" And you were like, "I swear by these. They're I did. so good." I was on. I, I had I had drunk in the Kool Aid. Like I was about <laughs> it, and then I look back at myself, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Well, also they were way too dark. Like I got like a dark brown and plastiques are like a blonde and she's like so good at makeup and like, she's just so flawless that she, everything just blends perfectly. And I was just like, I love them. They're so easy. I love, they're so easy. Everyone do them. Yeah. I made Priyanka do them once. Uh, Oh God. Like I would like force people to do them. I was like, you have to try this. Was it Priyanka's old face that you did them with? I believe it was, I think she had, she had been newly touched at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Touched by an angel. I know, I'm responsible for her face. I'm responsible for Tainomi's new face. Um, Tainomi's new face is excellent. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. good. And as is Priyanka's, but I, I like, no one really notices Tainomi's big change, I think. No, and Tainomi's is, is subtle. Yeah, Tainomi's yeah. is subtle. Um, one thing I would actually, just to go back to this change, I would definitely have gotten touched before i went on season 11 i think oh cool really really yeah I would, angel? I would not not to the extent i am now but i think i would have gotten a little a little filler before like in the right. cheeks and stuff oh. before i went on yeah a little less brock a little more brooke yeah <laughs> just a little like it's just such a it's such a it makes such a difference when you put your makeup on 
got the all stars yeah. treatment before all stars. Exactly. I would. I would. I would yeah, go yeah. right out the gate. <laughs> it's, it's very Scarlet Bobo energy of you. Very yeah. Scarlet Bobo. <laughs> oh my god, she's she's been touched. Well, she she got touched long before I got touched. I believe. I believe Scarlet she got the call for the show and immediately called the nurse and said, <laughs> "Pump me up, bestie. I need it. I want. I want it all." <laughs> Now, speaking of critiquing girls, you know, giving feedback as a judge, Brooke, going into season two, was there any hesitation that time around giving critiques, seeing what had happened with season one? There was a bit of that public backlash as far as... A bit. I I know, I'm being (laughs) kind. Just just a titch. Just a a dash dash. from the fan base. (laughs) Did that scare you guys shitless when you were giving feedback season two? No, not really. I mean, I definitely tried to... I'm a very blunt person and like my sense of humor is just kind of like very straight to the point and so I think I definitely that's something I didn't realize would maybe turn some people the wrong way but I honestly I I'm sorry I still stand by pretty much everything I said like I don't think anything I said was uncalled for and hurtful to me like it was like it was just this is drag like you want to get better at it it wasn't I wasn't trying to body shame people I wasn't trying to do anything of that it was just I was trying to turn them into the creatures they wanted to be or help them become those creatures a little bit better. So I, and I, and it all just literally came from a place of wanting to help and wanting to pass on what I knew to these other people. So people can take that as they will, but I think definitely, um, I definitely tried to be a, a little bit kinder in the way I said things. Even though I still don't think I was mean season one, but that's just me. But I tried I don't to. Think yeah, you were. I tried to be a little bit more, um, yeah, like kind and uh, nice in the way I said things. If that makes I sense. I noticed you would open with like, uh, I don't know, you you softened into a critique or something. You were like, "Hey, this is probably the reason you'd want to get better, and this is how you can." You know, like yeah. it always was. I don't know. I felt there was a, a softening to it, which I loved. I appreciated because it's scary up there. Compliment sandwich. Got to start off with something nice, hit him with something bad, and then end I mean, with something nice. <laughs> and good job, kiddo. <laughs> I mean, I think I was I was only there one day, but the what I noticed was I not to blame it on the edit, or maybe just because I I know Brooke, but for me, Brooke, I didn't think was mean at all. I just found it to be constructive criticism from a queen who knew a bit better than you right i think that's all i really saw and then when the fan reaction was so bold um i was a little taken aback because i was like i think brooker's fine like uh, there was some things from like other judges that i think were a little like you know slice and dice but that i think also may have just been placed in the way that they had edited it all together well i was like i had a target on my back too because i'm i was the first person from the show to do it that wasn't rue so obviously mm-hmm. and then i also didn't win my season so everyone was like who does she think she is what does she know why is she here so i think already like i had that i have that kind of like target on me so yeah. like i was i was kind of expecting it i mean and it was just a weird time in general like the world was on fire at that point i mean the world's still on fire but like it was like newly on fire like yeah. it was, it was the summer of COVID. It was raging everywhere. People were going crazy. It was the election. It was like the the Black Lives Matters riots and all of that. There was just so much tension in the air, and everyone was stuck inside. And everyone was watching the show, which was great for the show, and it got lots of ratings. But it was also kind of shitty because people were just really angry, and we were like the perfect outlet to take the rage out on. 
Yeah. <laughs> it seemed the punching bag of TV shows. It, it, it kind of felt like that. So it was it was yeah. really hard going through that and because I had never like I I really got off pretty good on my season in terms of like hate and um from people because I was kind of just quiet. And then so this is the first time I had really experienced kind of the full wrath of the fan base. Um so it was hard, but it was a great learning experience also. It toughened me up and thickened my skin. Um, I had a lot of good people around me and like um, a lot of support, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was a learning experience and I'm grateful for it. So Brooke, you are the queen icon and legend of brand collabs. I think one of Cynthia's favorite would be Reitman's. I was creeping you the other day and I was looking and there's, you've done a Reitman's collab. Like you did a t-shirt. I did a t-shirt for Reitman's. I know. No one is more surprised that I was like, Reitman's. Okay. Tell me everything. They were so sweet. I actually had so much fun. And they like did a full, it was a full set and everything. It was like, it was quite like grandiose. And I was like, come on Reitman's. Oh, it's Reitman's. They've got money. They got money. They I got be- money. I remember. <laughs> they sent me at one point. Like the lady was Steve had my manager had reached out was like, um, or they had reached out to Steve. I can't remember. They they were like, um, would Brooke like to go into the store and like pick up some outfits and <laughs> stuff? And I was like. I, I, I and I had honestly never been at a Reitman's before. Oh I, think we were, I think we were in Montreal or somewhere. I can't remember where we were, but we went into this Reitman's and like the manager, like Steve, kind of like talked to the manager and explained and like he, I guess he had known about this, but he was so confused. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing there? What what are you yeah. doing in here?" And then it was just me and all of these like moms, and I was like, just <laughs> looking through stuff. I was like, "Okay, so." I don't think there's anything here for me currently. <laughs> uh, but my no, t-shirt you did, may not. No, no. But my t-shirt did really well. And I actually, we, we've been talking about doing like, like me designing some stuff for Reavens, which I think would be amazing. It's the most mom thing you could do. I love that. But moms love me. I'm like, this could be the perfect thing. I'm sorry. I, I, I could like, I could turn, I could turn y'all around. Not that they're doing badly, but like, I could like bring a little freshness. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. The Reitman's X Brooklyn Heights collection, yes. summer 2023. Capsule collection. It's by Capsule. Capsule collection. Oh my god. Brooklyn is officially the uh the middle-aged white mom of drag. I am. I, I really, <laughs> really am. Just own it. You know what I mean? That's when you lean into it. Absolutely. I mean, if there's a paycheck involved, sign me up, please. Exactly. <laughs> you've got, you've got my, homes to pay I for. I think my most random one is still my La Crusette ad I just did. Ding, ding, ding. I What's just that? was going to say. Oh my God. The... Is that the, the cooking? Yeah, it's the cooking one. Oh, I was so jealous. Brooke, when I saw that ad, I was just like, what do I have to do? Whose dick do I have to suck to also get on this train? I love that. Right? <laughs> I was like, how they were like, they want it like, like you're just like glamorous and you're like holding it as a purse. I was like, what? They're also incredibly heavy. Like a Dutch They're oven very is heavy. So heavy. They're very heavy. But yeah, we found this studio in, in LA that's literally like an apartment and it's all pink and it has these different rooms that you can like rent it by the hour and go in and shoot. So that's what we did. And they loved it. And I, I loved it too. I was like, oh, these, this is sickening. Like these look really, really good. So it was one of those like happy accidents because I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I love it. The queen of collabs. You always, you're so very busy yet like, you seem very prepared and polished at like all times. Thank publicly. you. And, like, what is your secret, Brooke? Like, how do you keep it all calm and collected? Um, I keep it all. I, I bottle it all up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Repress. 
I, I just repress. No, like it's 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 really hard to. I mean, it, and it's even harder for me. Like I don't have an assistant or anything. I literally am. I have my manager and stuff, but like I I do kind of do everything myself. You know, like I yeah. I don't have someone running around getting everything for me and all this other stuff. So it's a lot of work. Um, but I think it's just like my dance training and stuff. Like when it's showtime, it's showtime and you just got to put on a, a good face and get it done. But yeah, it's, it does take its toll on you. These last couple months I've had, like, I fe- I've felt like I've had like burnout. I just need to sit and not do anything. But then I sit and not do anything. And I'm like, my career is over. Cause I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing anything. No, it's sure. this weird balance. Like it's like when you're not working, you're not making money. And then when you're just like sitting there, you're like, why aren't I working? I should be doing something. I'm a piece of shit. Like yeah. you, there's no way to like, I wish like I can, I'm trying to find like a happy medium of both, but it's also like strike while the iron's hot. Like this doesn't last forever and like mm-hmm. get it while you can. And you know sleep when you're dead kind of literally it's very that and that's kind of yeah that's kind of has been my motto but these last couple months because i was literally going from i think april right up until january like i pretty much went solid yeah and do you have a really full 2022 too yeah um starting Mm -hmm. in march i'm i'm right now it's looking like i go from march until january (laughs) jesus oh my god blessings 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 blessings. yeah i'm very lucky and i i'm not going to complain but it's it when you're in it it's just hard you're like i want to get off this merry list ride like take take me off for a second but then you get off and you're like put me back on no totally i'll do another christmas movie (laughs) oh my god yes that was your magnum opus that was a beautiful performance thank you i i i was actually not i like me i remember me and jan me and jan sport were on the christmas tour when it came out and we're like oh my god like what is this going to be because filming it filming a movie i'd never filmed a movie before and it is a very chaotic experience it's a very um it requires a lot of patience because you spend a lot of time just doing absolutely nothing and then you work for 20 minutes and then you do nothing again for four hours hurry up and wait kind of it was it was that yeah they were like we need you here at six o'clock and you you'll start shooting at 10 and a lot of times i wouldn't start shooting until four in the morning and i'd been there since six and i was in face by eight and i was like (laughs) <laughs> great great and, and yeah but it was really fun but it was just and like and then shooting like most of our scenes were at night so like we were chasing the sun and like a couple of those scenes like my, the first scene you see of me in the movie was the last thing i shot on the final day and it was 7 a.m and i had been there since oh. six the night before in like the dumpster or yeah whatever, when yeah like, when i was oh like not from around here are you that was literally <laughs> the sun was rising over the disney ranch in the desert and i we were like we have to get these lines but it was really <laughs> it was really fun i mean like looking back at it like it was a really cool experience um i had a great time doing it um but and i was actually kind of surprised at how good it looked because they were like doing it we're like this is gonna be absolute shit like what it like because it just seemed so chaotic and like right. but that's just like i think movie making and then it all yeah. kind of comes well out. it's all out of order right so you can't quite feel it organically yeah like but then even the costume changes and the makeup and the hair like has like you start here and then you go there and then you come back to here and it's all yeah it was all very confusing but it was fun i'm glad i did it and i would totally be a celebrated local russian hooker again <laughs> did you ask katya for advice for the accent i didn't but when i read it i i when i talked to them and they like i auditioned i was like so clearly katya turned this part down i'm taking it so 
Like that's 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 why I'm here, which is fine. <laughs> You're like, hey, I'll take the check. I'll yeah, take the it's check. Funny. I also read for um, I read for James Mansfield's part because I was like, that's oh, that funny. seems like that seems like that would be me. I thought you killed it, baby. Thank you. I yeah, I wasn't mad. I was like, okay, it's not horrible. <laughs> Put her in a human. Give her some fun. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. That human died after that one. Oof. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, bestie. It was the dumpster scene. It was the dumpster scene, yeah. A little bit got on it. Yeah, it was gone. (laughs) Done. As the 2019 recipient of the most hype-worthy Canadian at the People's Choice Awards. Behind me. There it is. Oh my god. It's glory. Like, do you ever feel a pressure to always be the hype machine for Canada? No. No. (laughs) You got the award. It's good. Listen, honestly, like... I I think I'm a little bit old school. Like I'm I'm of the like social media and all of that stuff. It just really stresses me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have I like especially this these last six months. I've kind of just like backed away from it a lot because like I'm like a I just I don't understand it. And there's it's like a a beast that is never full. Like you constantly have to feed it and feed it and feed it. And I it just takes so much energy out of me and it makes me so anxious and it makes me stressed out. So I was like, I need to like back up a little bit. And honestly, I'm fine not being, as long as I'm working, as long as I'm booked yeah. and stuff, I'm fine not being the spotlight. I do not have to be the center of attention. I am fine being the number two or the whatever. Like when I'm out as a boy, I don't want attention. I don't want you to look yeah. at me or talk to me or acknowledge me on the mic. I just want to be yeah. in the corner somewhere you just want to quickly just snap you and Ali X hanging out and then just that call it a day. And then just fade back into ether. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel pressured because I don't see myself in that way. I'm just kind of like, I'm me and I'm working and I'm doing my job and mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. But like, I'm not like, look at me. I'm, yeah. I won an award once. I don't know. <laughs> If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, it's a, if, if it was that pressure, I think that would probably make you crack to have that sort of nonchalant idea about sort of your stature within the, the like social media and the way that you're seen through that lens is a little bit better because like social media is so much pressure especially if you're like constantly looking at numbers constantly looking at engagement and constantly looking at trends and things you have to keep up with it's exhausting it's exhausting and you just compare yourself to other queens and like how many followers they have and the kind of content they're putting out and you're like well i'm trash because i don't have these gorgeous professional photos like they do and like and it's just it's just a lot it's just a lot and i think I think really over the pandemic and like these last, even the last year, I've just kind of realized that I'm like, I really like just kind of being back from it all. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to be in it. I don't want to be the center of attention. I just want to be in my corner working and doing my thing. And you're booked. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're working. Yeah, I am working. And I mean, I'm very, and I'm so grateful for Canada's Drag Race because it's, it's kind of that thing after Drag Race, you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? And then that just kind of plopped in my lap. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Like, it keeps me on TV. It keeps me, like, in the public eye, which is great. So that's kind of been a real blessing for me that way. I just kind of get to ride that for however long it lasts. <laughs> Tell me about the dance moves or the TikTok moves at the end of the runway for season two. Is that your <laughs> idea to do a new, like, dance move? Yes, You said Gen Z. <laughs> I said, hey, kids. 
Hey kids. Um, yeah, that that was my idea. Um, I just wanted to like do something different and like try to put my own spin on it. And like, of course, I didn't want to because it, it, it's such a like Rue's the only one who's ever said those lines. So yes. I didn't want to like do the the hand try to do the hand pose and everything because then again, people would compare me to Rue and then who who I think I am. So I was like, let me just like take the piss out of myself a little bit and have fun with it. I loved it. I liked it a lot. At first they were like, okay. Like Trevor was very like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. But then eventually he was like, he said to me after, he was like, that was actually really good. We love those. It was very dad jokey, you know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to like, yeah, I don't like going forward. I don't know if I'll do them because I like, do you think I should still do them? Or do you think I should like? I think I like a little flair. I like a little flair. Maybe not the TikTok dances, but find a little flair. Do something fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll find some flair. I'll just light myself on fire. Yeah, <laughs> or so light, have a smoke. Yeah, <gasps> you you know I would juice. Yeah, I know you, you know would. I That's would. why I said it. <laughs> I'm gonna go have a smoke right now. You should have triggered me. <laughs> I absolutely. If I could just walk down the runway or just get to the end of the runway and light a cigarette. Oh, oh, right. So Brooke. Uh huh. Going back to the old days, right? So we were working together at bars, all these things. You're working with me. You're working with Tainomi. You're working with Priyanka, unfortunately. You're working with Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some time goes by. You get Canada's Drag Race. We all get cast. And you now have to judge us. What was it like to go from a co-star to that person judging us or because of your pageant background was it easy for you to sort of like disassociate all of those personal relationships and just go right into like pageant mode and be like this is a show this is the competition this is how i just have to do things well it was i mean it was definitely tough it was definitely definitely tough especially with tainomi because tainomi is like i feel like who i was closest with yeah out of all of you like we just we were we hung out all the time and we had worked together a lot a lot and it was it's it, it's it's hard though because like I want like I didn't want you to think that I was like looking down my nose at you being like judging you but also also I was there to judge you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was it was a very strange thing and especially like when it didn't go well and I had to be like this wasn't great <laughs> that really sucked and all all I wanted in the entire world was to be able to like go into your wardrobes and like fix your packages and like say do this don't do this like but I couldn't obviously so it was really tough to just sit there and let the like not be able to help my friends mm-hmm. and not be able to help these people that I'd worked with for years like do stuff like and I just kind of had to let them figure it out by themselves it was hard it was very hard but I mean I but I also knew that all of you knew what you signed up for and knew what was going on and were professional and understood. I wasn't there to attack you or anything. I was just doing my job and you were doing your job. So, I mean, but yeah, it was like starting off. It was really hard. It was really, really hard to, to like kind of disassociate that. I think I, I think I told you that like after your lip sync, like the next day, like I cried because I was like, that was so hard. Like when I had to send you home, I was like, I was like, that was really, I never had to do that before. And I didn't think it was going to be hard. I was like, I was kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> and then and all of a sudden it happens. It. And it was horrible. I was like, oh my God, I just crushed somebody's dream. Like, that fucking sucks. Well, I made it a little traumatizing. I made it a little hard for you because I had quite the journey. I think if it was 
You made good TV juice. Oh, did I ever? Um, And the Tainomi episode was especially, like, heart-wrenching. I can't imagine being there with that elimination because there wasn't a dry eye in that house. No, because uh, Tainomi's beloved and celebrated, and she's still one of the best performers I've ever seen. But Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things, like, and we both know, and Tainomi knows, she's not a competitor, you know? No. Like, she's she is a performer, and she, she doesn't do pageants. She doesn't enter contests specifically for that reason, because she doesn't like to compete. Mm-hmm. So, and then putting her in the, that environment, I think, was a lot. I would love to see her come back. I would love to see you come back, too. I'd love to see all of you come back, or be get a chance to come back and do it again, because I think we would see a whole different ball game. like, once you kind of understand what you're being thrust into, mm-hmm. um, I think you would, everyone would have a much better grasp on it. And World of Wonder, if you're listening, we each have received a small shout out from Brooklyn Heights to come back for All Stars. So me and Absolutely. Cynthia are ready for the yes. phone call. Yes. <laughs> no, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, it's, it's so great to see even like Jimbo and Lemon be able to actually get get to be on stage with Rue. Jimbo talking with Rue is amazing. Oh my God. Seriously. We did see Pangina Heels go from judge to contestant. Did. Brookie Cookie. Would you ever, ever, ever? Absolutely (laughs) not. No. No, I'm good. She's Uh, like, I've got my judge seat and I'm happy here. I mean, she had never done it before, to be fair. Like, she's like, I think she said in an interview, she's like the reverse Brooklyn. Like, she judged and then she competed and I competed and then I judged. So I think Mm -hmm. it'd be weird if I went back, especially like in that atmosphere, because I obviously would have a giant target on my back. Especially if, and especially if it's that same elimination format where like you're eliminating each other like 100 percent. yeah it would just be like get rid of her <laughs> oh they would throw you out the window the minute i did the minute i did anything wrong i would be gone yes and you would be like thank you for the free ticket home i appreciate it i'm gonna go have a smoke i don't yeah well i again i've learned to never say never so maybe one day but like i think while i'm in the position i'm in it doesn't really make sense to me totally but yeah so that's kind of where I'm at. But again, you never know. Like, if the if if a great opportunity presents itself or something, then possibly. If you look at your career, you know, dancer, drag queen, model, actress, actress. Sorry, I forgot that one. <laughs> Don't forget that one. <laughs> you know, um, never. <laughs> um, what's on the bucket list? Is there anything that you want to do that you haven't yet? Um, I would love to have my own talk show. Which I sort of do with One Queen Five Queers, but I would love to have like an actual like sit down, like celebs come in, interview them, like kind of like a late night talk show yes. kind of situation. I would love that. Uh, that's on that's on the bucket list for me for sure. Um, I really want to walk like a proper, I've never walked like a runway show, like a big fashion week. Like I want to do really? New York or Paris or something. Yeah, I've never done like, I've I've like modeled quotation marks, but I've never like... That's like, it's been like picture modeling. I want to do like a fashion show because I think I would murder a runway. Dream designer. Who would it be? Moschino, YSL, or Saint Laurent now they're called. Saint Laurent would be amazing. I can see you in Moschino. Their latest collection. Did you see the size of some of those dresses? Just like, it's drag. It's camp. Like, I feel like the time is now. I would have loved to have walked for Mugler back in the day. Mm. Oh, that's like my, like, my one. Okay. So most important question of the whole thing. We understand that Cynthia and I are the prettiest ones on our respective seasons, but we do need the confirmation from head judge Brooklyn. Are me and Cynthia the prettiest ones? Absolutely. Yes or no? 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yes. Suck it, Priyanka. Take that, Gia. <laughs> Take that, Gia. <laughs> and if Gia and Priyanka were here, they would be the prettiest ones. Too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're all oh, terrible. <laughs> I love that. Okay, do you want to do a little lightning? A little lightning around Diana? Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so first thing that comes to mind, sour or spicy? Ooh, sour. A ballad or banger? Ballad. Think, yeah, exactly, exactly. Britney or Christina? Christina. Okay. What? Christina, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Blonde or brunette? Blonde. Synthetic styled or human wig? Oh, depends on, for TV... And if somebody else is doing it, uh, human. If I have to do it myself, synthetic. Ah, uh, McDonald's or Tim Hortons coffee? Um, Tim Hortons. Hmm. Work. Okay, Isis or Priyanka? Isis. Oh, don't make me do that. No, we know you hate them both. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Pri because she was my first. But She'll I do love, love that. I do love me some Isis. <laughs> Well, listen, Brooklyn, it has been so cool for you to come sit down with us girlies and just chat it out. Like, I feel okay. like you're just such an inspiration to me. And yeah, I, I want you to do Fashion Week. This makes sense to me. It makes sense to me, too. Talk to Miss mm. Fame. Yeah, I should. I'm going to try to, like, figure out a way to get myself in there. I do. That's just such a foreign world to me. Like, I know nobody in fashion. Like It is. A, it's kind of gatekept in certain ways. Like, what about Brad? Oh, yeah, Brad. Oh, yeah, I'll ask Brad. I'm having um, brunch with him and Amanda tomorrow, so I'm going to ask him. Oh, see, there we go. She's your little girlfriend. Talk to Brad. Are we loving the... all of his uh, videos online? <laughs> oh, he's, I, I love everything he does. He is unhinged. He's crazy. No, he's I so funny. He's one write... of my favorite people. I write the filthiest things on his photos. Just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Just horrible. I'm like, wow, Brad, I'm really jealous of that towel. Like, just... <laughs> disgusting (laughs) he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing well i love when i meet people and there's just like an instant um there's a connection but there's an instant comfort and like you're just comfortable around each other and like that's why me and brad can like read each other the way we do is because we're just so comfortable with each other and there was just like this instant like chemistry like felt like we'd known each other forever and it was just easy I loved your dynamic on the show because he was there every episode, right? And then you would switch Tracy and Amanda. Yeah, Is that how Tracy and Amanda switched out. Um, but like all four of them, like all of us together, we just had so much fun. Like we were just such yeah. idiots. And like they would have to tell us to shut, like especially on your, on your season, Cynthia, when we started with the come on, come yes. on. <laughs> and yes. like everything was, and then Trevor would literally be in our ear like, shut the fuck up. Like we, <laughs> like, we can't use any, like he hated it so much that so we just started doing it more. Um, oh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we had, we had so much fun together. Like it was, it was just a blast and we were all just so stupid. Did you know him before the show or was this really like the catalyst to getting to know each other? I literally, I literally had never met him. We, we went out for dinner in LA, right? Like after I knew he was judging, like we decided to like meet up and like, so we, we had a nice dinner together and it was really fun. Um, but I, I didn't know him prior to that at all. Oh, so cool. Yeah, you guys had, like, the chemistry of, like, old friends. It was very fun to see. It was so nice. And Amanda, I knew from season one. And Tracy, I've known from doing all the interviews and everything. But we had never really worked together in a big capacity. And it was just a lot of fun. But wasn't Tracy season one with us? She judged the final episode. And then she was in the workroom. And we never didn't cross paths a lot. 
She did press for us one day. We did a big interview that never got aired. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> From the vault. <laughs> From the vault. Big, big, big interview with uh, Miss Tracy. But Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. We had so much fun. I hope that you are able to just like keep growing and keep thriving because you're an absolute icon, especially to us Canadians. Um, is there anything that you want to promo while you're here? Not that you need it, not that you need to at all, but is there anything that you want to talk about before we go? At, at current moment, no. Alexa, <laughs> play NDA by Billie Eilish. Very <laughs> <laughs> that, but go stream season one and season two of Canada's Drag Race on WoW Presents Plus Worldwide and on Crave in Canada. Hell yeah. We, re- we remain iconic. Yes. We remain iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts, giving you a big old Cynthia kiss. And I hope I get Bye. to see you soon. I'll see you in um I'll see you in the summer, Cynthia, on our tour and juice. Hell yes. Next time I'm in Toronto. I'm so excited. Yes, I can't wait. Oh my god. Are you still hosting the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, Gorge. I was gonna say if the timing still works, fun. All right. Bye. And there you have it. The coolest Canadian drag queen in the scene, Brooklyn Heights. Wow. What a great interview, Juice. How phenomenal was that? It's it's great. And I think sometimes what I think I forget or what we forget as being contestants on the show is she is so personable and easy to talk to. Right. Because I think a lot of the times we see like things with the host, like with like with RuPaul, like she's RuPaul. She's unattainable. Yeah. You know, she sits up atop her big RuPaul Empire Mountain and you don't have that ability to have that connection with her. But and I think sometimes that can get associated with Brooklyn. But I think Brooklyn's just so easy to talk to and like so effervescent in the way that she answers things and so like kind, you know, so it was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Um, I completely know what you mean. I love how real she is about her struggles. She actually opens up quite quickly saying, no, I struggle with this. No, I do feel the pressure of being uh, this Canadian queen. Like, you know, being a host, I've got a target on my back. I love that she's just, she coexists with her pressure. She doesn't pretend to be this perfect thing. She just happens to actually be. (laughs) (laughs) She just happens. I think she's just a Heights, that's all. And for those of you that don't know, the Heights family in Toronto is like known for perfection. There's Brooklyn, there's her mother Farah, but then there's also like, Katinka Couture, there's Carlotta Carlisle. They're all a part of the Heights family and they all thrive on perfection in their drag. So that's very much the family values. I I love this interview and was just like so touched that she wanted to come on the pod. Nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. semi-qualified about this episode. But speaking of semi-qualified, if you want to follow us on any of our socials, you can follow us on Instagram at semi-qualifiedqueenspod, or if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's sqqpod. And please tweet us using the hashtag, hashtag semi-qualifiedquestions, if you want to have your voice heard on the pod. Yeah, if you're ever going, I wonder... What uh, what uh, Juice and uh, Cynthia might think about this? <laughs> grab your grab your little mobile device, ask that question, and uh, finish off the tweet with hashtag semi qualified questions. Just uh, let her mm-hmm. rip, let her rip. We want to hear from you. You can email us privately at semiqualifiedqueenspod at gmail.com. And I do want to give a quick shout out to Charlotte Winter. Charlotte sends us an itemized full rendition of exactly her thoughts on the episode. It's almost as if Charlotte is doing the episode with us. Yes. 
She could be yeah. our producer. <laughs> she could be our producer. Charlotte, I just want to say we appreciate you and we love you. We love you, Charlotte. And mm-hmm. we love all of you for listening to yet another episode of Semi-Qualified Queens. Bye! <laughs>